All right, everybody, welcome back. I am joined by our chief economist here at CSBS, Tom Seams. Tom, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Matt. So today we're here to talk about the Community Bank Sentiment Index. It's the index that CSBS conducts once every quarter, and it is measuring the gauge of the sentiment of community bankers across the country. And I wanted to bring you in because we have an interesting development in the CBSI, uh, that index. We now have the lowest reading of the CBSI in the four years we've conducted the quarterly survey. Can you just tell us what is the Community Banker Sentiment Index telling us with this low reading? Yeah, it's um, currently at 83 and 100 is considered a neutral level and anything above 100 would indicate positive sentiment, you know, a likely better economy and outlook ahead. Anything below 100 is a negative sentiment and, uh, you know, deteriorating contraction type conditions. So 83 is the lowest. Um, It's two points lower than what it was last quarter. It's the fifth consecutive quarter below 100. So the last time we had a reading above 100 was back in um, 2021, I believe it was. Yeah, 2021. And so it's telling us, really, I think, that bankers are concerned about the future outlook for the economy and for their industry overall. We've had high inflation. We've had a rapidly rising interest rate environment. We've had evidence of weaker economic conditions, all of that is weighing heavily on the banks and and uh, making them just a little, uh, a lot more pessimistic uh, even than when they were a year ago. So generally speaking, for the last five quarters, things have been negative, but it's taken a particular turn. I'm really interested to hear from you um, for some inside knowledge. The CBSI is run through an entire month, and so this was run through the entire month of March. Uh, however, SVP, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, closed suddenly in the middle of March. Right. Can you tell me if the results from the community bankers were different before and after the closure of SVB in your survey? They were different. We had uh, some interesting results there. Um, like I said, the overall number for the entire month was 83. Prior to the Silicon Valley Bank collapse, uh, the overall number would have been 84. And everyone that took the results after that, the result was 78. Now, you might think, well, why didn't it pull the index down more? Um, we had about 75% of all the respondents that we got for the month um, coming in early, right? They came in and during that first couple of weeks. And so we had a, um, a, a much larger sample, if you will, of banks that took the survey in the first two weeks of the month than in the last. So that's still pretty interesting. And in fact, we asked some special questions and you know, inflation has been at the top of the list. Government regulation has been up there. So has cost and availability of labor. So has cyber attacks. But interestingly, inflation 
whereas it had been number one for the last few months, uh, dropped to the number two concern and government regulation jumped back to the top. And so I thought, well, that's that's interesting. So I did the same kind of analysis to see if there was a before or after change. And there was uh, that government regulation became even more of a concern um, after the Silicon Valley Bank collapse than after <clears throat> or than before. Sorry. So the bankers are clearly kind of you know worried about, well, you know, we've had this event. And so there's probably going to be some uh, either new legislation or, um, you know, uh, more supervisory activity using existing regula- regulation, whatever. I don't know the difference or what they're actually thinking about when they answer the question, but they are concerned about a, f- a future higher or heavier regulatory burden ahead. So that's that's significant that. Uh that despite the concerns about inflation, that government regulation has risen as a top concern so much. There was another special question that you've asked for a couple quarters now, asking the community bankers whether or not we're already in a recession. And I think the number came back something like 94% of community bankers believe we're already in a recession. Right. It was, uh, you got that exactly right. 94% say that we are already currently in a recession. And it was up near that number last quarter as well. And that was the first time we had asked the question. I kind of wish we had we've been asking that one for longer. Um, but it's still uh, an extremely high percent of bankers that are concerned about uh, where the economy is headed in the next 12 months. So this leads me to a question that hopefully you can answer for me. It seems as though economists don't share that same sentiment as community bankers. And I think the most valuable ad of an index like this is when it does differ from other economists because it can give you more information that you might not already have. So can you tell me what sort of indicators do you see in the index that seem to agree with economists? Um, And which ones do you think are kind of contradicting economists? Yeah, so... What's interesting here, you know, I think is that, um, you know, when we look at what is a recession, you know, you can just kind of have to, you know, you have to understand what kind of definition you're looking at. And if you're looking at, well, is it two consecutive a negative, two consecutive quarters of negative growth, um, then we actually had that in the beginning of 2022, but it was, it was tepid growth. It was not you know, big time negative. It was just uh, pretty much flat. I would call it stagnation at the time. And so, you know, some people would say, well, you know, a recession had started at that point in time. Now, there's various indicators. The indicators that economists look at are quite frankly, uh, you know, backward looking, subject to revision. Um, But, you know, they are what they are, and we try to forecast what they might be going forward. But if you look at the coincident economic indicators, there's four components that make that up. Payroll employment, personal income, manufacturing and trade sales, and industrial production. And taken together as a whole and thrown into this 
coincident economic indicator that the conference board puts out, that does not show that we're in a recession. The latest number from last month shows that it's still trending upward. And the reason it's trending upward is because of fairly strong, you know, continued payroll employment numbers uh, that are added and personal income numbers that uh, both continue to go up. The industrial production and the manufacturing and trade sales have dipped down uh, the last couple of months, but whether that's going to be sustained remains to be seen. Now, at the same time, economists, you know, they got that coincident indicators, but they also have one that's a leading economic indicators. That's actually made up of 10 different metrics that, that go into that, things that tend to lead economic activity like new orders or building permits, or um, there's a leading credit indicator or the yield curve or consumer expectations for business conditions, things like that. And those have turned down for 14 months now. And on average, whenever there's a turn down of about 12 months, we have a recession. So the leading economic indicators are saying that uh, a recession is going to start any time now. And uh, the coincident indicators have not shown that yet, but that could turn pretty quick. Um, but what's kind of the saving grace, really, of the whole economy right now is employment. We've heard some stories of layoffs, in uh, particularly in high tech and so forth, but the overall numbers continue to climb driven mainly by leisure and hospitality, accommodation, food service, those types of jobs um, getting back into the workforce. If and when that starts to slow down, then we'll have to call an official recession, I, I think, at some point later this year. So you're, you're saying that economists are using a lot of these indicators, coincident indicators, leading indicators, taking a look at them and making an assessment and community bankers are just looking at something different, the reality of their day-to-day -day work. What sort of insight might a community banker have that an economist or consumer just might not be able to see in data that they read in the news or they look at in these indicators? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And the community bankers are more like what's inside of this leading economic indicators uh, index, if you will. So they know when um, businesses are going to expand or they know when permits are being filed before before any loan shows up on the books, before any um, jobs are added to the economy. They know whether or not these things might happen. And alternatively, they also know when credit problems might start to uh, appear on the horizon or when more layoffs might be coming or shuttering of businesses and so forth. And so they are a good leading economic indicator in the economy. And so I think it's really important to listen to the insights of the community bankers because they know their customers, they know their communities, they know what's going on, and they have that foresight to know whether or not um, the economy is you know, on strong footing or on somewhat weak ground. <laughs> All right. So that leads me to a, my toughest question and the last question that I have for you today. I always ask you at the end of these, what should examiners be looking for 
Um, and I believe the last time you mentioned being on the lookout for banks that are reaching for yield, especially in a, in a high interest rate environment. I'm curious if your answer has changed now in the wake of a few bank closures. Based on the data you see in the CBSI, what should examiners be looking out for? Well, for sure, I think we still need to be looking out for some of those liquidity constraints and, you know, deposit level concerns that uh, uh, that we saw crop up that we, frankly, uh, you know, had kind of talked about after the last survey. Um, I think for sure what we need to be looking out for now is any deteriorating asset quality, right? We need to be looking out for deteriorating credit, credit quality. Um because that'll ultimately have big impacts on, you know, the future financial and economic conditions. So it's important to uh, to know what kinds of loans are being made and, uh, you know, the ability for repayment on those loans, especially in, um, you know, what we see, I think, is a weaker economic environment and, you know, one that is characterized by higher inflation and, you know, rising interest rates. All right, I think that's a great answer, and um, I'm sure with the way things are changing nowadays, we might have another answer in, in three months' time. Yeah. So, Tom, yes. thank, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, man.